Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for episode two of Exploring Sanity. Today, I have a friend with me. Her name's Nikki O. Hello, everyone. How are you today? She's amazing. Um, I actually just met her um, through Bellissimo's. Bellissimo's is the Italian steakhouse here in Nashua that I'm going to be serving at. And Nikki is their assistant manager here. Yes, I'm super excited. Um, we have a lot of great members on the team, and I couldn't have been more pumped to meet you, Mary. Um, and yeah, I can't wait for us to really do some damage, positive damage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it is really awesome, actually. I'm excited about this team. Um, I think that our jobs, they're an atmosphere that we're in a lot of the time. And I can already tell that the people that I'm meeting here are becoming like a part of my family. I already feel that. Oh yeah, we spend more time here than just our hours. It just instinctively yeah. happens. <laughs> so it is definitely a great group of people here. Um, so today we're here and we wanna talk about, a little bit about self-care. Um, I saw some of the messages that people sent after the first podcast and it has been a while. Thank you for tuning back in with us. Um, so much has happened in the last three weeks for me. And I, I started college. Yes. And I was like, yeah, no problem. I can start college and start a podcast at the same time. That's fine, right? Then I, like the week later, I found out um, I had the opportunity to move. And so I moved. And then just last week started this job here at Bellissimo. So there's been a lot of changes, all for the positive, all for the better. Um, just a lot of changes. And so um, I wanted to not just give you a half on anything and, and wait till there was a little bit of peace and it was the perfect timing to come back together with you. So that's what happened. So hello, here I am again. <laughs> um, so I saw some of the messages and I thank you so much for those of you that reached out and were just vulnerable. Um, if either if you reached out on the Facebook page, the Exploring Sanity Facebook page, um, where it was more public, or those of you that reached out in private messages. Um, all of you are appreciated. I thank you for that vulnerability and for sharing. Um, all of our struggles are unique. And part of the motivation for starting this podcast was to give a place for us to come together and realize, like for you guys, that even if you're not talking on the podcast, to tune in and be like, oh, oh, this is just normal. Like, this is just normal. Um, or to, if you wanted to talk on the podcast and you are sharing some of your experiences, you know, that is cool too, because that helps me that helps Nikki that helps anybody listening see that um, we're not in this alone and that was part of the purpose of this podcast especially with COVID and the whole country whole world pretty much shutting down um, some of your messages to me were about the stress of that um, isolation depression anxiety um, daily stressors, things piling up all at once because, you know, the saying, when it rains, it pours. Um, and, and that's not a situation that's unique to any of us. And um, so the huge thing, one of the huge things, so there's, there's so many ways um, that we have to go about taking care of our mental health. 
there's so many ways to go about that. But something that I've been learning over the last few months is hugely important. It's something that it's the only thing, not the only thing. Okay, let's be honest. Um, but it's like a huge part of the pie is self-care for me. Um, I can get caught up in all these things that I'm doing and forget to do simple things like give myself some quiet time. You know, like um, meditation is this huge thing, right? But like when when I sit down and think about it, it's like, wait, when have I last sat down? <laughs> Sometimes I forget when the last time I had a glass of water was just mm -hmm. to hydrate myself and get like my mind like snapped into gear. Um, like one thing that I need to work better on that I've been working on is eating breakfast mm -hmm. in the morning. Yes. Something as simple as that. You don't realize it's self-care, but I, I'll sit there and be tired all day. I can't get my mind to activate or focus on something. And I realize it's probably because I'm starving and dehydrated. I can't, um, I can't even believe how crazy that is that you just said water because, um, <laughs> Yesterday or the day before, I was talking to one of my girlfriends and I'm so tired today. I don't know why. And then she shared with me that she's realized that she's been battling dehydration. And I thought back, I was like, wait, did I even drink water today? Did I drink right. water yesterday? And um, easy to forget, especially when you said like you have so many things going on. It's the little things like that that make a big difference that totally just go over our heads. Right. And we have water basically free, clean water, um, like anywhere. And we don't, because some people, like, I, I know there's been times where I'm like, oh, I don't have money for self-care. Right. Like, I don't have money to pay for yoga or classes currently, or, you know, I don't know. I don't have the time to sit and meditate, right? But like, come on, guys, drinking water, we, we don't have to have money to drink water because we live in America. And we, I mean, we have it accessible everywhere. Like there's those fill your bottle fountains right. and like all these public places. Take care of the environment at the same time. Wow. So it's basic if it's drinking water. Exactly. But then also there's like a bunch of different types of self-care because you can do the self-care as in physically go and get something and put it in your body or on your body and have all those effects, whether it be medicinal effects or a soothing effect like Epsom salts or something. Mm. Um, but then there's also self-care where I just want to sit outside and listen to the birds or mm. color in a coloring book or just something to just take your mind off of all of those things that you're stressed about right now in a positive way and just like have that peace and calm for a second yeah and let your mind like breathe and regroup mm, let your mind breathe there yeah. we go and kind of like then go back to all those things that you need to do mm. i think like pressure is a big thing like not not to put so much pressure on yourself like i think that's self-care a lot that people don't realize you know just rewinding a little bit something you said about um giving yourself, giving our minds something to do to take off of the focus of what we're stressing about. And while you were saying that, I was thinking, you know, even there's even things in our environment that are stressing us, but we don't even realize that we're, we don't even realize we're stressed by them. Right. You know, whether it be the fact that 
I've been thinking I want to do, I want to clean the windows in the second story of the house. And now it's warming up and I, I should be doing that, right? But I, I haven't taken the time to do that. And so like, that's a stressor because I look at it and I see it, right? right. That's an example of a stressor or um, the neighbors that are just always playing like the most obnoxious music late into the night, a stressor like that. You know, and, and all those things are stressors that we don't even, we're not, we may not even consciously be like, oh, I'm getting stressed out about food. Right. But it affects you. So that actually kind of reminds me, like, so one of the things that I have to, like, force myself to do sometimes is, like, leave my home in order to, and it sounds so weird because your home is supposed to be the place where you feel less stressed and you can just kick, kick back and relax. In the ideal world. In the ideal world. Right. But there's so many distractions, especially like nowadays when a lot of people are working from home. Um, and like, I know there's a lot of things that I like have to do at home. Um, and so just like, there's a bus stop outside my door. So yeah. that's always happening. My room is quite cold, just like in this time of year, like the way that the house is built. Yeah. Um, so in order to keep it warm, I have to have a space heater plugged in. Um, and then my roommate's working from home. And so just things like me feeling like I want to get stuff done, but not being in the right atmosphere to do it. So when I recognize those stressors, I'm like, all right, you got to get out. You have to, you have to go somewhere else. Like, like here, for example, um, just like create like a new space or, you know, thank God the warm weather is coming because I spend all my time outside if I can. Um, and just like, yeah, try to remove those things, even though they're there inherently. Speaking of space, thank you so much, Felicimos, for allowing us to use this space to record. I literally have been looking up at this office for years and without like actually being up here and being able to use it. And it's so much fun and it's such a cool angle. And so yeah, guys, I really what, appreciate it. what <laughs> happened yesterday is um, they, what did they have? Oh, somebody had to get up these stairs to clean the windows. Right. And I was like, well, wait, the stairs and there's the spiral staircase. And I was like, I want to go, I want to play and come up here. I shoot right back down the spiral staircase after seeing how great the space was and right up to Christine and was like, um, can we use an office for a podcast? And without even skipping a beat, she said, absolutely. So thank you so much. So side note, if you do come to Bellissimo, um, we're going off a little tangent here, but um, this used to be a bank. So right now we're currently in the office that the bank managers used to use to like look out over the tellers mm -hmm. and make sure they're doing their job. Um, so we have quite a view here while we're having this discussion. <laughs> it's fun. And it's like really thick glass. Bulletproof glass. Oh, oh we're filming behind bulletproof glass. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, going back into space, though. Going back into office space. <laughs> you were when you were just mentioning that, and like the the stressors um, in your home, brought to my mind something else. My friend is always seems to be on to me about um, different things like sleep hygiene, and so I, so I'm doing online classes right now, right? And I'm like. So I can just, I set up this like cute little cove around my bed and it was like really cozy and um, 
family sent my goose down from home, which I doubled up and put under my Egyptian cotton sheets, or a, which were a gift over Christmas, Ooh. and like um, my comfy pillows. And I'm like, yeah, this is perfect to do my homework in my little my little study nook, right in bed. <laughs> and yeah, my friend's like, no, that that's is not going to work for you. Well. <laughs> Uh, it worked for me. It does. Know. See, and that's the difference, right? Between self-care is everybody has their own mm. way of doing it. Because that wouldn't mm. work for me. I would just fall right asleep. And so he that's he said that um it he like there's studies that are done that say you shouldn't be like eating, doing your homework, stuff like that in bed, because when you're in bed that you want to train your body and your mind to know that like that's a place to sleep. Right? But uh, I don't know. It just helps me focus to be all cozy in my nook. So this conversation is actually going to do really, really uh, good wonders for me in my world because there are so many times where I go through life where I practice self-care and then I get so distracted. You forget. That I forget. And I'm reminding myself that I, so I've always grown up with a TV in in my bedroom. Um, And I think sleep and and actual rest is a huge part of self-care um and i mean everybody loves sleep everybody loves take naps well not everyone some people are go 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 but when you need it you need it Mm -hmm. um but the problem is is that um you get distracted so i would go and i'd watch tv and i'd be like listening to forensic files all of a sudden until 3 a.m and hadn't fallen asleep yet so i moved the tv out of my bedroom so then i would put down my phone and i wouldn't do anything electronic wise for a half hour before bed and just lay in bed and I can read or I can draw or I can write or I can sit there, but no electronics. And I remember waking up feeling a lot better. Yes. But then life happened again and I moved and got a new job and then there was this and that. Um, And, you know, I would go to bed and I'm like, oh, I just want to watch this one show. And I fell out of the habit. It almost as fast as, you know, I decided to do it. So it's, I'm going to try to do that again. You know what? I think I'll join that challenge because I've noticed, um, so the past three weeks or so, I haven't been doing the Netflix binges because as I shared with you guys, um, things have been full. I won't, I won't say busy or chaotic, just full. Um, and so I haven't taken the time to do the Netflix binges, but uh, I have in the past. And when I do, I, I'll catch myself. Like, I'm just like, this is so good. And then they end with that hanger and I'm like, oh, just one more. Oh, just one more. All of a sudden it's three, four in the morning, right? So now I'm not only watching a screen until the moment right before I close my eyes. And then I'm not getting what feels like healing rest. Right. Um, and even if I sleep in, when I say sleep in, it's like, so I go to bed at four in the morning, wake up at like 10, which do the math, it's not adequate sleep. Right. And because I was looking at a screen until right before closing my eyes, not allowing our bodies to produce that melatonin and just get chilled, like just relax, right? Unwind. Right. And so, yeah, I... I'm so up to jumping on that challenge with you. Not um, the whole 30 minutes. I, that's the part that was really like, ooh, that's the 30 minutes before sleep, no screens at all, right? 
Yeah, so the reason why I started doing that is because I like either read an article or saw some um, video that was explaining um, that like your mind needs that time to like calm down and decompress. Yeah. So like, I mean, when yeah. you lay in bed, can you fall asleep right away? Cause I can't, like if my head hits the pillow, and some, some people are like that, um, but I can't do that. So for me, it was like, if I had that electronics or any of that media, like in my brain up until the moment I went to sleep, I'd still be thinking about it or picturing it or replaying it in my head. So I wouldn't really be able to fall right asleep, mm. like just by turning it off, you know? Okay, I'm on. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. Do we want to start like ASAP or yeah. April 1st? I say we start today. Okay, let's start. We can do that, right? What's tomorrow? Yeah, we can do yeah, it. We can do it. Okay. We can do it today. All right. All right. Deal. So, um, should we give ourselves like a realistic starting goal of like, I'm like, do you have a bedtime? No, I don't either. And I don't know if I'm in a spot where I can give myself right. a bedtime. So I think maybe we could just check in on each other and, and yeah, let like, I'll let you know tomorrow if I fulfilled my goal Okay. of going to bed Deal. without, but I'm going to work. I'm going to do it. Deal. And what I'm going to do then instead of, because some nights I'm catching myself doing schoolwork right up until I shut the laptop, put my phone, plug my phone in and roll over and I do fall right asleep. I've also read something about screen, like screen time right before bed not being good for our minds. And so um, the 30 minute before bed, shutting off, shutting myself off from all electronics yes uh i am so down for and i think that what i will like just to transition into just doing that naturally um i'm going to either write in my journal or read and when i say read like not read from the internet guys right but like <laughs> read from an actual book you know like the things with pages <laughs> i have like some of them have, like old book smell enrich your mind yeah just a little bit yeah yeah, because I was going to ask you, I mean, like you moved, you have this new job now, you're doing the podcast and you said you started school. So when do you have time for self-care? Like, when do you focus on that? It's something that I've been being more mindful of in general for at least the last six months um, of my life. And I've learned that different different ways to self-care i've learned what works for me so what helps me and what helps me not only relax and it refocuses my mind and it just helps me to breathe and you know like i liked how you said your mind to breathe i was yeah. like oh yeah <laughs> um a lot of the things that have worked for me um i've realized is i like doing yoga um there's a local yoga studio and the girl, there's a girl there that's an instructor, Lauren, and she's just amazing. And I like to go to her classes. And so I'll do the yoga and or gym. And the goal is three times a week. With the adjusting of things, there was like a five day span. I was like, I haven't went to yoga or the gym in like five days. And so I checked myself and the next day I was like, this is my space of time where I'm going to the gym. Now I read from my psychology book while I was on the elliptical from my phone, but I was at the gym doing it. So I was giving myself that, um, double dose. Yeah. I was double <laughs> dosing down with self-care right there. So, and for me, the, the learning, um, as long as I've rested. So 
I've realized that if I don't get adequate sleep, my mind is not. It's with it. I think it's with it. Like you could talk to me and think that I'm all here. Maybe, probably, actually, maybe never. <laughs> but you may think that I'm all there. But really, when I'm reading and trying to like put stuff in, I'm not reading. You're not really grasping anything. Yeah. Yeah. And even if I'm like reading it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Then a few minutes later, I'll be like, what did I just read? No clue. None. And that, so, and that's already um, a tendency of mine. Like when I was little, um, I went to a school system. I was fortunate enough to go there and they accommodated uh, my inability to focus by allowing me to test in a separate room from the other kids. Um, that helped then. Um, so there was different things that throughout throughout my um elementary school and then you know middle school high school college like there was always certain tactics that to help my mind slow down enough to just focus on what was right in front of me um long enough to get the information in and or out and um so those are already tendencies of mine to not be able to pay attention to what i'm doing enough to retain it so it's super important for me um to be well rested to have eaten well. So part of my self-care is the way I choose to eat. There are certain things that I've taken out of my diet. And when I put them back in, my mind doesn't work the same. Um, such as flour, you know, mm. wheat flour. When I, when I eat that, it's like a natural sleeping pill instant. Um, and the next day I'm groggy. So there's certain things that I don't eat. So that's a and even my- though you might miss some of the things and previously maybe self-care would be letting yourself indulge in that but now you realize self-care is limiting yourself to those items is that what you're saying yes for sure for sure and um i do indulge in other items so that don't affect me in a negative way such yeah. as dark chocolate and little corn popcorn i like to pop it from the bag I do that every single night. (laughs) So that's part of my self-care. So daily, I get self-care daily. Um, I did just come from getting my nails done. And that was, um, so this is like the first time. So I've been to get pedicures, but this is the first time that I have paid for um, a manicure also. And I've, I got the, so I got the French dips and I usually like French tip myself you know, and, um, but I chose to get the dips because I'll be serving tables and everything. And I hear this stuff holds up. So we'll see, this is day one. We'll see how long it holds up for me. I love that you mentioned that you got your nails done. Um, so for others out there, um, that love to get their nails done and, you know, you, I can treat myself every once in a while. I'm sure Mary treated herself, but like, I can't afford to go to the salon all the time, for example, to get my nails done but like you can still self-care because these are press-on babies and they look just as good um but like I just kind of wanted to mention like we were talking about self-care and like all the things that we can do like for our physical body um and like I've learned that for me like self-care for me is for me mostly mental and I mean mental like taking care of my mental health necessarily like in specific ways but just the way that my mind is communicating with myself. Oh, that's good. Um, because there's so, 
Like, I think a lot of like our stressors and all the things that are happening and, you know, the anxiety and the long list of things that need to get done. Um, like, that's all kind of like us. Like, that's me making myself stressed out about it, right? I mean, it's society or I think that I should be doing this. But when I slowed down and actually realized, okay, yeah, you just took a half hour break and played games on your phone um, while sitting outside instead of doing work, like, could you have done something more productive? Yes, I could have. But I needed that break right there, like, just for my mind to be shut off and not think about anything. And, like, so I feel like self-care-wise, I've been really working on, like, allowing myself to break and realize that, you know, the things that I'm doing just because they weren't done the way that I expected them to be done or the way that, you know, they expected them to be done, but just in general, realizing it's okay that it's not done yet. Mm. And like using that kind of self-care, like pep talk, I guess. I love that you touched on that. Um, because before we, we started filming today, I was thinking about it like self-care, self-love, self-care, self-love. And they're kind of like intertwined. They're braided, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And self-love is more like you were saying mental, like mental health. And, and for me, it's being able to look in the mirror and say, hey, you're doing awesome. Being able to even reflect back on the week prior or something that I did that day and where somebody else would say, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Like to be able to tell myself that to acknowledge myself, to honor myself. Do you ever like acknowledge when you say no and feel really good about it? I'm trying to think of a time. It's like, I don't know if you're a people pleaser like me, but I'm a huge people pleaser. And so, I mean, for years, years, I've been working on this. And I'd say like three years ago, nowhere near where I am right now. Um, it's been a slow process, but me just always saying like, yeah, I can do that. Sure. I can do that. Um, and like, I, I would do it because it would make me feel good. I would get the benefit of helping somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that was like my self care, right. By feeling good about that action. Then it got to the point where I was realizing that me saying yes to everybody was detrimental to my self-care because I was thinking that I was getting like that benefit out of it. Like, that's what I like to do. That's me. That's who I am. I'm a people pleaser and realizing that a lot of the things that I needed to do for myself weren't getting done because I was trying to do things for other people. Um, and so I just try, I was having a conversation with one of our new coworkers. Um, and basically it was about, you know, being upset that they, that they try so hard and give so much love and care to this other person, but don't get it in return while they're both going through their own, you know, recoveries and journeys. And it just popped into my head and I realized it was back in there the whole time saying, well, if you're giving 100% of yourself to somebody else, then how can you give 100% of yourself to your journey mm -hmm. and like your spirituality and like your thoughts and your mind and heart? Because if you're always there for others, you're not there for yourself, right? And I feel like that's like the ultimate like self-love, self-care is like knowing that you need to be first. It's like put on your mask when the airplane crashes before you help everybody else, right? Yeah. I think that we may have just found our topic for our next podcast. Huh.
saying yes to everyone else ever every time is saying no to myself yes legit wow when you put it like that too it makes me want to say no all the time <laughs> i mean yeah so um saying no i i've learned uh, well then i i guess i didn't really learn it i read about it because <laughs> like that's I feel learning like, well, I don't know, because like I feel like when I learn it, like it's in my heart, it's in my mind, and like I believe it, you know. And you then do I, it so much, you've learned it so well, it's ingrained. Yes, ingrained, right? And um, so it's not ingrained in me yet, <laughs> but I recently read about it, and I was reading about codependency, and what I read said that like one of the um, identifiers that you may be codependent is if it bothers you when you say no. And I was like, ooh, felt that. Yeah. Because I'll say no about something and I instantly will feel bad that maybe I offended them or hurt their feelings because I had to say no. Oh, yeah. Or like right along that, like, for example, let's just say somebody asked me to cover their shift and I say no because I have something else to do. But I, in the past, would feel guilty for the entire night. That I said no and be thinking about it and going over it in my head and literally beating myself up for saying no. So I might as well have just said yes. Did you ever catch yourself like <laughs> doing things to try to make up for the fact yes. that you said no? Yes. Like because you just told them no, like, oh, can I uh, clean that table off for you? Or in reality, like we weren't in the wrong for saying no. We were being asked something that we were never expected to do in the first place. So why would we feel bad about it? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's like, it's like definitely value. something. Yes. Something I've also been working on. Absolutely. It's really hard. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to take on a second challenge just yet. Yeah. I'm going to start with one at a time. No, and, and you know what? You don't even have to. I think like just um, like acknowledging it or even just us talking about it right now, I know that I'm going to recognize it more like today and tomorrow. And I'll know that you have the tendency to do it and you'll know that I have the tendency to do it. So while we're working together, yeah. we may be able to like give each other a little encouragement yeah, if we catch each, each other, other doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Are you sure you're okay with that? Mm -hmm. You don't have to do it. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're right. I don't want to do it. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for giving me thanks the Thanks for pointing that out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's that. Um, so I don't know if this necessarily like feeds into this topic of self-care, um, but it's something that like I think about a lot and I think it ties back into being okay with yourself and like being your best like cheerleader um for everything um and that is being okay with today and like being okay with what got done today and what didn't get done today and being okay with the fact that it might not get done tomorrow um are you a list maker uh yes i am but it's I don't even do it well because I'll make so many lists and then not even end up crossing out all the items because I get so sidetracked that I move on. So I'll go back to a list and there'll be like three things from like two weeks ago that I still didn't do. Mm -hmm. And they were so stressful at the time, but I realized they never got done and like things are okay. Ooh. And like just knowing that like, you know, the fact that I, all right, talk about self-care. You're in college. Um, 
I love education. I want to learn. I constantly want to be learning, but I also have to understand when it's a good time for me and not. So I started my master's a few years ago. Um, and when the whole COVID pandemic hit, while some people may have been like, oh, this is the perfect time. I'm out of work. Like, let me get these studies done. I was actually working more. And then the stressor of it all, not knowing when things were going to change, go back. It got to the point where I just wasn't focused enough on my studies. And maybe that was me doing self-care. Like I knew that like at the end of the day, my education was hitting the back burner. And so in order to not make that even a more negative stressor in my life, I just said, you know what, I'm going to finish off this semester and I'll come back to it. Maybe, maybe I'll come back to it one day. Um, and it's so weird because for me, like not finishing something would have been sort of like a mental downfall for me. Like, oh my gosh, what are you doing in your life? You're not doing anything. How did you get to this point? You're this age and this is your job and you're, you didn't even finish school. But you gave yourself the freedom to say no. I gave myself the freedom to say no. And now there are so many different things on my horizon and different opportunities that have come my way since I said no to going back to school. And it was super hard and scary for me to do, but I'm really happy in the end that I did it because I recognized that just because this is where I expected myself to be and where everybody else expected me to be, that it was completely and completely and early okay that I changed my mind and that I wasn't in that spot anymore. And I mean, that's not like, oh yeah, I just realized that and like, I'm wicked good now. No, like that's something that like, I do remind myself every day, but like just being okay with you being who you are. Because you can constantly work on yourself and make yourself better, but you got to love yourself. So, And it's like, and where's our idea of better coming from? Yeah. Because we, I think that we get caught up in the way things are supposed to be. Um, I catch myself doing it all the time, all the time. I'm getting caught up in, is it supposed, it's supposed to be like this? It's supposed to be like this. And, and something that I've recently learned is I've never allowed myself to actually be in the moment. Right. I've, I've given up my presence by being so focused on my personal appearance and how I appeared to the world around me and how I submitted to their expectations of me. I lost my own presence. Right. I like, and I feel like in general, like, and I don't want to say like society, I'm just saying like the world that we live in, I feel like kind of does that to us with our free time too. Um, so like just the fact that like if I'm oh. taking a walk down the street and enjoying the sunshine yeah, and being like, wow, and, and actually taking that time to be in the moment that you want to do, you want to be in the moment, you want to listen to the birds chirp and then 20 minutes go by and you think of all the things that you could be doing instead of walking down the street or that you could have done. And, or you check your phone. Or you check your phone. Mm -hmm. Like... Or your sex. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, there, like there's nothing that we can ever do that will make us feel completely and utterly like comfortable, I think. Like with every single thing that we do, it's just constantly a working project. Seriously. Full-time job. I can't, I can't come into work today. I'm <laughs> caught up on my other full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> Myself. Myself. <laughs> um, when you were saying that I was thinking about uh, my best friend, the one you may be meeting in July... 
desensitization tank. Is that what it's called? Yes. You float in the salt water. I want to try one of those so bad. So he got me one of those um, experiences over Christmas. I think I did the 30 minute or the hour. I can't remember. But let me tell you. Was it scary? No, it wasn't scary. Okay. And it was warm and you float and... um, you, when you close the door, like you're in complete darkness after the light goes off. Um, but you can reactivate the light at any time if you do get alarmed or you lose your positioning in the tank or anything. Um, but so no, it was it was really cool. But after like, I don't know, a few minutes, I caught myself thinking about uh, things where I'm like, well, first I was caught up in the Where's where's the head of the wall at my head? Where's the wall at my feet? Oh my gosh, did I spin in a circle? Like I was caught up on things like that. And then I think I caught myself relaxing and just floating for maybe like 30 seconds. And I thought about something else I wanted to think about, you know? And when I, oh, I say I wanted to think about, but I didn't want to think about, right? you know? And it's like- You had to snap yourself out of it. Yeah, can I just be quiet? No. Really? And honestly, I think that's cool though. Like, even when you're sitting there, like, feeling like, where's the head of this? Where's the foot of this? Did I spin? Like, but you're present in that moment though. Like, you are, you are being present in like what was happening. And like, that's all that matters. So, shouldn't feel guilty about having those thoughts because you actually were present in that moment and like thinking about it that way. Ooh. Like, it's not what you normally would have thought about, but that's because you've never been in that situation before, right? Right. Maybe that's why people get memberships to these places and do it like once a week. Yeah, it's like, and I asked you if it was scary because I heard some people have like bad experiences in there, you know, claustrophobia or those things, Mm -hmm. but also like um, being with your own thoughts for that long, like without any outside influence. Like, is that scary? (laughs) Like, I don't know what would pop into my head. (laughs) They should have a panic button. (laughs) They should have a panic button on the thing. (laughs) That's funny. That's really funny. I was listening to Panic Room earlier, like over and over again. The movie? It's a song. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'll play it to you and we're done. Definitely. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think I heard it on a movie or like probably a Netflix show. And I had to hit pause because I'm like, what is this? What is this song? And I uh, looked it up on Spotify and bam, now it's on my playlist. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I also saw when I was looking um, for your podcast so that I could listen to the first episode on Spotify, um, there is a playlist that somebody shared with me called Experiencing Sanity. And, but it's songs. Wow. So I'm definitely interested to check that out and maybe share it with you and see like, if at all, it's like, I don't know. I thought that was really like, I started typing it in. It was like, this is already added to your playlist interesting so i'll definitely have to check that out interesting that's really cool and then maybe eventually like after uh we do a few of these and we can make an exploring sanity playlist yes hey we'll have to find out like which songs like are like speak to us for this moment and play them on the intro or like the outro Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah actually on the way over here um self-care popped on oh yeah and I was like, oh, this is that ideal, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm really glad you just said that because there's, you know, when something's on the tip of your tongue and you want to say it and you forget, and then you're like, oh, come back to me. So we were talking about like how things are meant to be and like changing and like who says what's better. So like the fact that you're saying like that popped in on my way here. So I'm really big into synchronicities 
and like so obviously you know what the word synchronicity means but like for those who like maybe don't know what i'm talking about i just mean like for when i'm thinking about something feeling something or maybe discussing something with somebody and then it kind of pops up everywhere for me um like I'll hear it on the radio, I'll see a number on the license plate or the person that I was talking about I needed to see, I'll actually run into them. Um, and so I think like a lot of things in life are sort of like meant to kind of flip flop and change and like that little like perfect like route that we had for ourselves like growing up and like you know we're gonna do a b c until we get to z and you know some of our friends are doing it and you're like oh my gosh like how can they like are doing that and like i you know i'm not there but like i work just as hard as they do or but to sit back and think like do i want to be there is that what I want to be doing? And I, cause I did want to do that. But then this thing happened in my life where I introduced this to me. And now all of a sudden I'm making choices that I never would have thought that I made. And that's brought me to where I am. And knowing that like the individual I expected myself to be when I was seven years old is not who I am. But I think that who I am is like way cooler. Maybe like I'd, I'd hope my seven year old self would be like, Oh, okay. Well, you thought that you were going to be a lawyer with three kids and a white picket fence um, with two dogs at the age of 26. Yeah, that didn't happen at all. Um, but, you know, I traveled to dozens of countries and learned how to speak a new language and um, put myself out there and volunteered in new communities and literally just like picked up new hobbies and met new people and, you know, thought differently about my politics and thought differently about my religion and like yeah like I don't know for me like I said like I'm sorry I hate going to the gym I hate it I shouldn't apologize I do not like are you apologizing to me because you're like I know you like it but I don't at all but you know like but I, but I maintain like a healthy enough lifestyle but like for me like what I need to focus on is my mental health and and self-care and I'm just harping on, you know, me realizing it's okay who I am today, but like I'm telling you that so I can like realize it even more. Like sometimes I have to convince myself to realize it because we all have, I mean, every single day we go through things like, why is this happening to me? How do I get through this moment? You know, when you said it, it rains, it pours. Mm -hmm. um, but like, that's all a response. Like that's a reaction in our own mind and like learning to control how we see things and how we talk to ourselves and how we react to things like is a huge self help like tool because that like helps us with our emotions and controlling what we do. And absolutely like, but yeah, it took me all of that to get to that one line, but oh, seriously, oh, that's just... fine. I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. I'm oh, so, so sweet. I'm, I'm not sweet. Trust me. Well, so far <laughs> I'm not sweet. I'm kind. <laughs> But I'm not yes. sweet. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you're doing this with me. Like, as we're sitting here talking, I'm like, oh, this is just natural. This yeah. Is great. And I'm like, okay, so what's the topic? And it's okay if we completely veer off of it, right? <laughs> sure, whatever. Yeah. Because and that's the cool thing, right? Is like, I mean, self care, mental health means one thing to me, might mean a different thing to you. It 
could mean, you know, a different thing to every single person that's watching right now. So like, I kind of like that we're just like going back and forth and chatting about our different experiences. And, you know, you remind me of things that I want to share. And I remind you of things that you want to share because like the mind is a powerful thing. And I think we have so many things in there that we don't even know we know Oh yeah. until they happen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And yeah, and, and going back just to what you were just saying about um, the thoughts and how essential, like how basically our thoughts become our reality. Right? They actually become our reality. If we tell ourselves over and over again that something is a certain way, that becomes the way it is. And even if it's not right, because it's perspective. Mm-hmm. And perception is reality. And um, like, I don't know if if you're spiritual at all or if anybody else is, um, but just thinking about, I like to think about like, like positivity brings positivity, Mm. negativity, like breeds negativity. um, And like manifesting is something that you can do, like however you look at it. Um, And so I try to talk to my, like I try to explain this to my mom. Um, and she's just like, no, Nikki, me thinking about this is not going to make it happen. And I was like, okay. Like the dishes being done. Right. Right. And that, right. Exactly. But when you think about how powerful your mind is, so if you're always like, you know, saying like, this isn't good enough, that's not good enough. Like think about how like you enter a situation with that negative, like connotation in your mind. And so every time something happens, that goes with like the theme that you're not good enough like you constantly remind yourself so like maybe now when you go to complete a project like you already are saying to yourself you're not good enough so you're not trying your hardest or maybe not paying attention or maybe not even just giving yourself that like moment to excel because you're expecting yourself to fail and I think that's where manifestation like really comes down to is like it's not that like you're willing it from the universe you're actually kind of like putting it into play without noticing it, like a ripple effect in a pond. You're willing it. Yeah, you're willing it to happen. Yeah, yes. And you don't realize it, but you are. <laughs> like every ne- every time you mention it negative to somebody, that person's taking that negativity and they're, they're sharing it. And that one little thought that you had inside your head is now a thought that several people share. Um, does that make sense? You know Absolutely, I mean? it yeah. makes sense. Absolutely, it, it makes sense. Um, I also wanted to add to that what like the idea of oh if i think about the dishes being done if i think about the dishes being done it's not like they're actually going to get done right so in that sense we're talking about like telekinesis right Right. like if i think about it and then we're moving a physical object or like willing a physical object to do something with our with the power of thought right right but more so or more so what we're talking about with thoughts becoming our reality is like to think something and it goes throughout our whole body. Right. And it and it it becomes our truth and it gives us our pair of glasses. Like seeing the world through rose-colored glasses, for example. You know, like if I were to be in a if I'm in an irritated mood, I had a bad night, I didn't get enough sleep. Right in the morning, I dropped coffee all over my white shirt. I have to walk in, I walk in and it's opening day at a restaurant, right? And I have this white shirt on and there's coffee all over it. And um, someone comes up to me and I'm like, oh, all they're looking at is the coffee. And like everything is, I'm looking at the world through those 
the negative mindset that I'm coming from in that moment, right? And watch what's going to happen next. What's probably going to happen is I'm going to drop a tray and there's going to be like all glasses on it and they're going to spill everywhere. But say you were like, oh man, of course I dropped coffee on my shirt, my brand new day, just like me. Um, but you know what? It doesn't matter because that's not what, that's not what is important. Like I'm not an idiot for doing it. It was just a mistake. It can happen to anybody. Go get him, tiger. Cause that's there what we'd go. say to your friend, right? There we go. Right. And then you go to the table and you're waiting on somebody and you're more present and you're actually like laughing at their joke because you're not focused on the coffee on your shirt. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the person maybe introduces you to somebody who introduces you to another opportunity or a person that matters in your life. But if you're focused on how dumb you are for dropping that coffee, that's probably not going to happen for you. Right. Right. And like, that's how you manifest, right? (laughs) For sure. (laughs) For sure. And actually I'm going to look it up and see what I can find, but I'm pretty sure I remember this, that there were studies done about muscle growth and muscle memory and people that were like had lost for some time lost the use of say their limbs or their legs um specifically and would think about running would think about walking and how the muscle like the um like the neural response to that thought helped the muscles to heal Absolutely. So, um, I have a sort of fun story to share with you about that. So, um, as you know, I'm a high school coach. Um, so I had, um, this one, um, athlete of mine a few years back and she ended up getting the flu and it turned into meningitis. Mm. Um, and so she went from, you know, doing flips down the mat to all of a sudden going to the doctors because she's sick. And then she was put in a medically induced coma, um, because her body just started shutting down. So, um, she was a teenager. She was a teen. She was like 15 or 16, like 15, I think. Wow. And so, you know, the whole time, um, that she's in this coma, um, she's, I'm sure just thinking about like, actually, I I feel bad because I can't actually even say what she was thinking about. I never actually asked her about that. But, um, but when she woke up, she was paralyzed from the waist down. Well, not paralyzed, but she couldn't walk anymore. Like, like she forgot, like her body forgot, um, how to do it. Um, so she had to learn to rewalk, rewalk. And so the whole time she said she was just think like she was a track runner and she did gymnastics. She's like, I know I'm going to do it. I know I'm going to get back out there. And then she, all she'd think about was running and doing gymnastics. So she went through the physical therapy where, you know, she's holding onto the bars and she's learning how to take it step by step again. And by the next season, she was down the mat doing flips again. Wow. Like once her but like once she learned how to do those basic walking steps and her body retained that muscle memory and she fought so hard, like within months she was doing flips again down the mat after like not having movement in her legs. You said this was just a few years ago. Um, yeah, I'd say this is, uh, I'd say between two and two and four years ago. Yeah. I wonder if you'd be able to contact her. Oh yeah, I definitely could. Yeah. That would be really neat just to, um, for you to reach out to her and, and 
and get the chance to ask yeah, her. And maybe ask her what, um, what she was thinking about. What she was thinking about. Maybe even do like a little section with her um, on the podcast if she would be willing to. Yeah. You know, to where she could just share that encouragement with others and like share her personal experience, you know? Oh, and she actually is like a very courageous and encouraging person um, because apart from that, um, at the school that I coach at, we also have this um, unified program. So um, there's a big percentage of special needs at student athletes um, that want to participate at a fair level. So we'll have a unified team that everybody has to try out for. Um, and so they compete against other unified teams, um, in the area. And, um, this young woman, her siblings, um, were special needs. And so she would only do one season with us because every other season she wanted to do a sport with her sibling. And I, I guess that was how she took care of herself because I asked her, I said, do you, you like basketball more than this sport? And she said, no, I'm horrible at it. Like I literally sit on the bench the entire time, but I love being here with my sister. Aww. And so like, that was her like self-help. I think like, I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't put the, we should ask her. I'm putting words into her mouth, but yeah. Please do. Oh I my will. gosh, please do. I love her already. I know. She's so sweet. <laughs> She's so sweet. Silence. Silence. Tele telekinetic silence right there. I wish we could do that one day. Huh? Well, I'm, I'm learning to use Google. I'll be like, okay, Google, play Spotify. Name drop again. Yeah. <laughs> play Spotify. And it's like, okay, playing Spotify. I'm like, thank you very much. I know we can't hear you say thank you, but, you know. I wish. I say that all the time. I'm like, thanks, Siri. Thanks, Alexa. And I wait for her, they, him, her, whatever, to say you're welcome. I'm like, okay, fine. I won't say thank you next time. Right. Okay, so <laughs> this this is going into my mental health. This one day, I was like in such a bad spot that, um, so I have this electric toothbrush that was a Christmas gift. And it's one of the, uh, it's like, Bluetooth, you can connect to your phone and it's what? a little, L yeah, it's a little like LED screen, LCD screen. Wait, does it like zzz, zzz, to the beat of the song? No, it does not do, I don't know, maybe. That'd be cool. I never actually read the directions. I'm like, you can like brush your teeth till like baby got back or something. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. Oh man, whole new level of thought right there. Okay, so yeah. um, So it gives you a little smiley face or like a frown face. Like a frown face, if you don't hit two minutes, well, definitely frowns at you if you only brush for one minute. But if you do like a minute and a half, it'll give you like a half smile. And this one day, like, I think I was on the way to work. I woke up, I was probably like hungover. So I didn't sleep well. I was just in a bitter mood. That was when I wasn't sure that I could ever stop drinking, right? So I'm just like, you know, such is life. I'm miserable. Uh, and my toothbrush frowned at me. I was so pissed. Was this before you brushed your teeth? No, I brushed my teeth and not long enough and it frowned at me. And I like talked back to my toothbrush and like told it what it could do with itself before I hung it on its little charger base, you know, because I was just in that mood. Yeah. Like I was in such a raw mood that my toothbrush added to my horrible day. In my horrible presence. Did it make you feel better though? No. 
No. Learning lesson. And then the next time I brushed my teeth, I brushed for two minutes. So Did you apologize to the toothbrush? I didn't apologize to the toothbrush, but I people pleased the toothbrush. Yeah. I like, a toothbrush pleased? I don't know. <laughs> I, I pleased it, okay? That sounds weird. But like, I got the two minutes the next time. So it could smile at me. I talk to items a lot. A lot. Like, every time I get in my car, my car's name is Ophelia. I'm oh like, Ophelia, I love you. You're so beautiful. What a beautiful Or, like, Ophelia. thank you, Toothbrush, for doing your job. And, like, the other day, so I She's had... She's me right now because she wants me, she wants to catch me talking to something. No, I'm not kidding. So, like, okay, you know, I had knee surgery, like, not too long ago. So, yesterday I was in the store and my shoelace was untied. So, I, like, bent down, um, like, squatted to tie my shoe. And I was like... Good job, me. I'm so proud of you. When I got up, I realized that I was just squatting like a normal person. Um, and people are like, are looking at me like I'm weird, but I realized I had the biggest smile on my face. Nice. So, like, yeah, I, I am weird, but I like to thank things around me to be grateful for the stupid little things that I have and to, like, be mindful of everything that I have. Gratefulness is so huge. Oh, it's so huge. Another topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everything we've touched upon today, like, I mean, everything goes with self-love, self-care, self-help, like, just being aware of all of this, like... And tying it in to recovery, gratefulness. Um, I've heard this just this past week. I've been to two different meetings where someone has said, they've they've shared this line that someone shared with them but they say a grateful heart never uses or a grateful heart you know like a grateful heart doesn't feel the need to be intoxicated again so i love that i think it's beautiful and i think that there are levels of gratefulness um because i don't want like somebody who uses to feel like they're not grateful or that they can't be grateful or if they are or if they feel that they're grateful and then they, you know, make a mistake or relapse that that means that they never really were truly grateful. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. That's why I was like, I'm, I'm probably yeah. not quoting yeah. correctly um, what the what I heard the gentleman say, because it probably wasn't the word never. Right. Um, but oh, what was the one thing that I wanted to mention, like when it comes to like self-care and anxiety and like helping yourself get over that step because sometimes like even like thinking about doing self-care is like one more thing to think about um that like you know like i haven't gotten my hair cut in over a year because everything else is so much more important which is crazy i know it's crazy so like but th like I guess, like, I don't even know. Like, where I was going with this is that it's not, like, everything doesn't have to happen right now. Um, like, thinking about something in smaller steps, like, makes it easier to get done. So, like, maybe, I mean... My mom used to say that. I used to be overwhelmed yeah. by the state of my room after, like, pulling all of my toys out. And she would tell me, you do one thing at a time. Right. You do one piece of it at a time. Like if you want to, you know, you're getting your bachelor's degree. 
So you want to get your bachelor's degree, but you can't like when you're in high school, for example, you can't think about like, this is what it's going to be to get my bachelor's degree. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do all of this studying. I'm going to have to buy all of my books. I'm going to have to pay for housing. Hold on, girl. First, you need to graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. And then you need to apply for college. And then after you apply for college, then you choose your classes. Then you study. Then you figure out what a final is. Then you worry about what to do after you graduate. Right? Um, look at you being a coach because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that there was like um, a caseworker or uh, like one of those school counselors. Um, it was a school counselor when I was in high school that pretty much told me exactly what you said because I was like, how am I going to pay for it? And she's like, whoa, one thing at a time. First, you have to apply, get accepted, and then we'll go from there. Or, or thinking about the job that you're going to get once you get your degree. Like, don't even think about that right now because you don't even know if your circumstances are going to be the same when that happens. And like focusing on one step at a time, like we'll give you that, again, New England wicked strong base to do whatever you want after. New so, England, wicked strong wicked base. Strong. <laughs> Love it. Oh my gosh. But yeah, don't overwhelm yourself and just know that it's easy to think that the world's going to fall apart in front of you, but it's not. It will not fall apart in front of you. And on the other side of that, though, like looking from my, my perspective, right, because we all have different perspectives, it also motivated me though to have an end goal like some sort of um trajectory well to have some sort of end focus because i lived life without a focus for so long mm -hmm. and so i kind of just went wherever the sea was taking me right you know and i'm like oh that sounds good go that way oh that sounds good go that way um but right now the going back to college um it's something that I've wanted to do for a while, and it goes into my trajectory of starting a nonprofit. And I'm going to start a nonprofit for women that have fallen victim to trafficking after and are rescued. And so having the bachelor's of psychology and then the master's in business on top of that, um, that's my plan for my wicked strong foundation or my wicked strong base yeah. um, to build from. Right. And I think that is actually great that you mentioned that because um, having a goal at the end of the day is what keeps a lot of people moving. Right. Um, and having little goals to get you there like this. You want to do your own nonprofit. So you're like, OK, first I got to go to school. Then I have to get this degree. Then I want to do that. Um, and then also having that flexibility to realize that your long term goal might change mm -hmm. and that's okay if your long-term goal ch goal changes that's a good point as, as long, long as, as you have a goal be, right that's a good point like to not be rigid yeah because like because rigidness um it's like it's like a material that's um rigid it will break easier than that that's flexible right right same with muscles tendons right or and you're very bright and i know this isn't gonna happen i'm gonna knock on wood i don't think that's what Pretend one. So, but God forbid, for example. Bullet, knock on bulletproof glass. Bulletproof there you glass. Go. Bulletproof glass is better than one. <laughs> so, like, for example, you're a very bright individual, and I see you going far, and I have high hopes for you, even though we just met. 
but I want to give that, um, like this impression to others out there who's listening to that, that, you know, say something happens to you in your family or at school, regardless of what it is. And for whatever reason, like you have to drop out of school or you fail out of school or you're, you can't afford to go back to school or something happens where that is like cut in half for you. That doesn't mean that you can't be the director of a nonprofit either. This is true. This is true. And like, maybe you, like you could go to school for something else in the future, or you could be presented with a different educational opportunity. Right. But like, just to like, just to know that if you choose for your long-term goals to change, that's completely okay. And if you don't choose for them to change, like being happy with like each step that you take before you before you find like that new happy long-term goal mm, for sure for sure some things don't always happen the exact way that they're meant to be but if you want it to happen and you're passionate about it you'll find a way right so for sure and that and that's and that's um that goes into actually um how i mentioned the trajectory to the starting the nonprofit because I first um, I take I took time off school years ago and I was studying architecture with a minor in digital media studies and I didn't really know what I was gonna do after school but um, I just knew that that's what I wanted to study at that time right and then life happened. And I took time off with the intention that I would go back in a year or so. And over a decade later, I'm finally back in for something totally different, you know? And it's just life happens. Things, um, my, my goals have transformed since that time in my life. And that's how it happens for all of us, right? Yeah. Like, like you were mentioning earlier, like when you're seven, this, uh, you know, what did you look forward and think? And it's, it's funny. Cause I was like, what was I thinking when I was seven? Um, when I was, and then when I was seven, I was pretending you mentioned the white picket fence. Right. And when I was seven, I was pretending I had a white picket fence house. I was pretending that I had that sort of upbringing mm -hmm. and, um, I didn't even realize that about myself, you know, like lack of, um, the the presence like lack of the awareness of um like what i was putting out i didn't even realize that i was presenting that way to people um it's not that i i, I didn't tell them oh i live in a house with a white picket fence but like um it was in, in your mind you did i know i didn't even know i was doing it like like it was in i was it was like a facade i had a mask on you know, that everything was a certain way. But if somebody actually asked or would have like really gotten to know me, they would have seen that it's not that way. But I had a mask that I walked around wearing. And then what was really happening inside didn't match the mask I was wearing. And here I am in, I think I was like maybe 14 or 15 when um, somebody who I would have called at my, at that time, one of my best friends told me, I had mentioned something about my life and he said to me, he said, oh my gosh, I never knew that about you, Mary. He said, uh, the, he always thought that I had, so 
all these years he known he knew me and you know we saw each other at like football games and parties and school and in band events like all these years he had known me he thought that i grew up in a house with the white picket fence around it and um i guess that's just the face i portrayed to people and that is how you coped with your like yes internal mental absolutely. health struggles um absolutely i thought that you were talking about me for a minute um because that's exactly how i think i was and i didn't realize it until definitely until i was an adult um college maybe even after that like looking actually it was definitely after college um when i i you know i've seen therapists here and there when I was growing up for one reason or another, but it wasn't until I was, you know, in my mid to late twenties that I actually decided to go and talk to somebody about exactly like how I felt. And it was like around that time where I realized that I was doing the same thing. Like I had all of these like issues, um, growing up, like internally, like in my heart, in my mind that I didn't want to be there. So I put on that face where I was like the peppiest, the most outgoing, the, the nicest. I was like captain of everything. I was always so happy that people would be like, Oh my God, I'd, I'd you know, mention something. They'd be like, I didn't know that about you. Wow. Um, and I realized that I wish that I took that mask off way sooner because I think it would have been easier to deal with like some of the internal struggles I was having and mental health help issues or the, like the things that was going on in my brain. But I mean, I don't regret it because that made me who I am today, but I know that I think it would have been, you know, a, a much less intense, hurtful journey in my mind if I was more real with myself instead of putting that mask on. I think because I, I just, I don't know. I feel like I know myself more like this decade than I have in my entire life. Yeah. And I know that comes with like growing into who you are, but I think it also comes with being real and honest with yourself. And was it though, like in high school, for example, wouldn't have been the right time for you to have taken your mask off? You know, like, no, because in order for me to, live that what I thought was anxiety, stress-free, happy mm -hmm. life that was of my people-pleasing stature right. was for me to go on like no matter what happened to me, no matter what was placed in front of me, no matter what I was called, where I was taken, what I was given, I was going to be happy and it wasn't going to affect me or change who I am. And, but it really did, but only with me. Right. Like for everybody else, I was the same. Right. But like deep down, it was changing me. Oh my gosh. We're going to have so, we have so much to talk about. Yeah. Like I see you. Do you though? You know, I, some days I'm like, do I see me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like having a conversation with my mom last night and I was saying, I feel this way about myself, but I bet you, you think the complete opposite about me, don't you? And she goes, absolutely. That is absolutely what I would have said about you. And I was like, yeah, I feel like we all, like, am I really the way that she sees me? Mm. Or am I the way that I see me? Like, am, is it her perspective? Or are you both? Or am I both? Right? Good. Okay, so um, let's wrap up.
Sounds good. Okay. So this was good. This was so good. I am, like I said, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I'm glad that we were able to um, fill in the blanks for each other um, when you knew exactly what I was talking about, but I could not get the words out, mm. which is really cool. I feel like we were able to connect on a lot of things. and Absolutely. Hopefully what we talked about made sense. I mean, made sense to us, <laughs> right? We'll get some feedback. And that's another thing. Um, make sure if there's anything that you want to say about this episode, um, you know how to reach out to us. There's exploringsanity at gmail.com. Or um, we have that Facebook page, um, Exploring Sanity, the page that's connected to my Facebook account. Thank you for having me. It was awesome to be able to talk about things that I honestly don't really get too much in depth with. Um, and I was really nervous being on a podcast for the first time, but you made me feel at ease. So Aww. I appreciate it. This was a really awesome experience. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that it just lined up this way, you know, and that you were like, yes, absolutely. I was like, what? like so tell me about this podcast. Yeah. I'm it was just amazing, right? So just yesterday is when uh, this all came together for us to do today. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about, go-getters, right? Like, Mary is on her own journey of, you know, learning about herself and being positive. And when I asked her about her podcast, she said, let's do it. And now we're doing it. Yes. Um, so, like, brave, courageous. You get it, girl. You get it. You get it, girl. Thanks, girl. You get it, girl. <laughs> Queens. Lifting Please. up those crowns. Absolutely. I'm so excited. And I hope that you're going to come back and do, and do some more. Yeah. I'd love to. Okay. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. That would be wonderful because we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Yes. We, we already have, uh, well, as we were talking, I'm like, okay, this is another episode. This is another episode. So. Exactly. I was going to say, I'm like, why didn't we have like our little legal pad down here? Just like writing down everything. No takers. Oh yeah. But this is being recorded so we can watch it later. And be like, oh yeah. I wasn't going to say that, but. Okay. Okay. So we'll uh, see you all again soon. And, um. Remember last time I said, like, give us two weeks until the next episode comes out? And then it was, like, a month later? So I'll say give us a week for the next episode, and then you can expect to see one in two, okay? All right, we love you all, and be well. Be well.